Good evening, everybody, and welcome to Asia Town Voice. Asia Town Voice is an hour-long non-profit program on WJCU's 88.7 FM radio. We are on every Sunday at 7 p.m. to 8 p.m. This hour-long program provides an inside look at the Asian Pacific Americans' community and their culture, education, and their events going on in Northeast Ohio. Asia Town Voice is volunteer-based, and we hope that listeners like you will enjoy our program and give support to WJCU. This way, we can continue to provide many voices with many choices to you. And I am DJ Alexicon, your host for tonight, broadcasting from the windy and cold city of Cleveland, Ohio tonight. Anyway, um, again, you're hearing from me, so I'd like to welcome all old and new listeners. And I hope for the next hour, I will be able to provide you with some um, interesting entertainment. I've got uh, two songs for you guys to um, and gals to listen to. Anyway, let's get on it. Oh, um, before I continue, let me wish everybody a Happy New Year. Or in Filipino, Manigong Bagong Taon sa inyong lahat. In English, it just means um, Happy New Year to all of you. So, um, I hope you are sticking to your New Year's resolutions, whatever it is. Mostly... um, I think resolutions are closely tied to losing weight or dieting, but there are also other resolutions. So I wish you luck on that one, and I hope you don't just start it and then fall off towards the end. So I encourage you to stick to your resolutions because um, since you decided to have resolutions, so I am thinking that uh, these are good resolutions. So I'd like to share to you my resolution. Um, I only have one resolution for this year. It's to watch um, the Blu-ray movies that I have purchased that are still shrink wrapped. <laughs> yes, listeners, I have a lot. I have. Uh, I don't have an extensive Blu-ray collection. I have quite a few Blu-ray collection, but uh, some of them are still shrink wrapped. So. Um, I guess the thinking there is, since I own them, I guess there's no pressure to watch them so soon. So what I end up doing is I watch a lot of movies and I rent a lot of movies from, um, Blu-ray movies, by the way, from uh, Redbox uh, Video Kiosk. But um, I haven't, um, well... I've seen a few DVD movies that I've owned, but I try to stay away from DVD media media because Blu-ray really is the latest movie technology. And a lot of people say, oh, why? I mean, why bother? It's the same thing. Blu-ray, DVD, they're the same disc. But I think if you start watching Blu-ray, eventually you will see the difference in picture quality and sound quality. And once you start watching Blu-rays, I think there's no turning back. You will continue watching or try to watch um, available movies in Blu-ray as much as you can. Just like when um, DVD replaced uh, VHS format, if you guys remember that. Um, Initially, people didn't like it, but eventually DVD was a better quality in terms of picture-wise and sound-wise. And it's the same for Blu-ray. So just a little a little a little tidbit on uh, some movie technologies. Anyway, what's happening in Cleveland, Ohio? Um I didn't uh, the show was not rec- pre-recorded uh, a while ago, so this was just recorded a few days ago. So uh, I am pretty uh, recent with what happened with Cleveland. Nothing really big as everyone knows or for those who do not know. Um, these days, Cleveland, Ohio, or Northeast Ohio, or the eastern part of the United States, is in winter. We're in a winter uh, winter weather or winter season. So it's the time when it gets cold and uh, there's snow and ice and wind. But last um, last Monday and Tuesday, which was 
December 6 and December 7 was exceptionally cold because I think it broke several records. Uh, we called it a deep freeze. And if you're in Facebook and you have some friends in the East Coast of the United States, you will see a lot of postings regarding uh, the weather. And it really is very, very, very cold. In fact, um, I was not able to go to work. Uh, this is not my uh, day job. I have another day job. And I was not able to work on January 6, Monday, because my car wouldn't start. And um, hopefully I was able to get the AAA to, to, to jump my car towards the end of the day, but it was too late to go to work. And on Tuesday, the same thing happened. A lot of my friends in Facebook, and uh, their cars were not able to start because it really, really, really was cold. So it was below zero, and um, as I said, it, it was very cold in the eastern part of the United States. Uh, some states like Chicago are also experiencing cold on the, on the two days. So... For the past few days, our temperature are in the 20s, 30s. That's Fahrenheit. Uh, for a lot of people who live in the West Coast, like California, <laughs> that is considered very, very cold in their taste. To their taste, but um, for Cleveland, uh, it's like a heat wave, heat wave, summer, summer heat wave for us. So we are not out of the woods yet. It's still uh, cold and freezing here, but it's a little bit more. Um, shall we say it's bearable if it's not below zero so still I have some tips for everybody if you are going out uh, at this weather I highly recommend that you always wear your gloves put some lotion wear your gloves wear a hat or a headgear that will protect your head and your ears from the cold because um, from what I experience, it's really the wind that makes it so much, uh, that, that makes it painful to bear. You know, it's not the cold. If there's no cold, uh, I mean, if there's no wind, uh, winter is okay. If you dress in layers and thick clothing and jackets per se. But with the wind factor, it really makes it even colder. So... If you live in the eastern part of the United States, uh, during a weather forecast, they will say that the temperature is in the 30s, but the wind chill factor is minus 20 or minus 30 Fahrenheit or minus 10 because the wind makes it colder. Okay, so just be careful when you go out and make sure that you're bundled up. Otherwise, you know, you'll get sick and it really sucks if you get sick. Anyway. So, um, other than that, um, there's a few things that, that happened um, last year, towards the end of the year. Uh, I'd like to do a shout-out to Mr. or Mayor Ron Falcone. He's the mayor of Brunswick, uh, Brunswick, Ohio, a little city in Ohio, suburb of Ohio. I think he, I think he is the first Asian mayor in Ohio. Um, a lot of people are saying that he is the uh, first Asian mayor, but um, I think he is. But if you think that there is another Asian mayor prior to Ron Falcone, please give us a call or leave a message in our website. Mr. Ron Falcone or Mayor Ron Falcone was sworn in last December 27 and um, he is also being covered by a local, uh, by a Philippine local news um, news channel in the Philippines, ABS-CBN. So, yeah, so I think this is big news. So, Ron Falcone is a good guy. I've met him, talked to him, and uh, he's a very effective leader. And I think his heart is in a good spot or in a true spot. So... I'm really happy that um, he gets to to serve, to serve the city of Brunswick, and Brunswick should be happy also. Anyway, um, moving on, I'd also like to do um, a few shout-outs. This year is the year of the women for a lot of nonprofit organizations. 
Um, first and foremost is OCAGC. Um, the, uh, there's a election that also happened, and uh, the new president is a good friend of mine, Lisa Wong, and I'd like to congratulate her. She takes over from Johnny Wu, who has been president of OCAGC for the past 10 years. So, OCAGC, for those who do not know, is a, an Asian advocate group. So, it's a very important group that fights for causes that affects all Asians in the uh, greater Cleveland area. Um, another organization that has uh, a woman president is uh, Motivations for Cleveland. Um, this, organization's act, this organization actually has two co-presidents, and they are Rachel Nang and Jennifer Liu. So shout out to both of these presidents because they do such a good job. And uh, I also happen to be the uh, director of membership for Motivations for Cleveland. It's a premier organization in Cleveland that aims to retain Asian American talent through networking, civil work, and other civic activities and other um, civic activities in the city of Cleveland. Um, let's see. Another organization, the American Philippine Physicians Organization, or APPO, uh, there's also a newly elected president, a woman president, Dr. Romy Tolentino Noguera. So she is also taking office beginning January, this January 2014, and I think it's for two years. And another main Philippine organization is the Philippine Association, the Philippine American Society of Ohio, whose president is Amy Castro. So Amy Castro also got elected last year, and she take she took office beginning of January of this year, 2014. So congratulations to all these women, and they are doing such a good job. So. With any organization, there's always, you know, there, there comes a time when new blood is needed and this infusion of new blood brings new energy and a new direction because without new blood or new energy in any organization, the organization will wither and die. You know, it will cease to exist because if they don't promote and have new members, you know, um, current members will eventually retire. And if they don't have new members to replace them, then the organization will die a natural death. So it's just it's just the uh, nature of things, I guess. So um, let's see. There are, I'd like to mention a few. Oh, um, if you notice, the DJ Alexican always promotes the Philippines, plays Philippine songs. Well, the reason is because DJ Alexicon has a uh, Filipino background. So, DJ Alexicon or myself, I grew up in the Philippines. I was not born in the United States, but I am a. Um, I migrated to the United States in 1989 as a student. Uh, studied at Cleveland State University. Uh, got a job and stayed in Cleveland. So, and now I'm a proud uh, American citizen of this country. So, speaking of that, that's why sometimes I have to promote the Philippines because it's a country that I know. So, hopefully uh, this year, uh, in my future shows, I will be talking about different countries because I'd love to talk about different countries. But, before I do that, I'd like to do some research and uh, hopefully you guys will help me with it by giving me some tips on what countries you'd like to hear me talk about in my future shows. So just P uh, send us a private message via our Facebook account. Just search um, Asia Town Voice in Facebook and you should be able to see us. So... Um, a little about the a little about the Philippines for those who do not know. The Philippines is a Southeast Asian country. Uh, its neighbors or close neighbors are uh, Hong Kong, Japan, China, Vietnam, Malaysia, and Indonesia. Um, Philippines does not have land borders with other countries. It's in an island by itself. 
But um, it's composed of several thousand islands. Yes, several thousand islands. Seven, uh, to be precise, it's 7,100 islands. So you can imagine how, how hard it is for people to travel. Some of, some, some of the people only are able to travel to different parts of the country via ferry. So all these islands are not yet connected via land bridges. So its main there are three main islands in the Philippines, Luzon, Visayas, and Mindanao. Um, the most popular cities are Manila, which is in Luzon, and Cebu City, which is in the Visayas part of the country. So um, the Philippines is 85% Catholic in terms of religion. Um, second religion is the Muslim religion and other religions or Christian denominations. So it's still considered a third world country because there's a lot of uh, poor people. Um, it's, it's an emerging country. It's got a lot of uh, technological prowess. It's also an agricultural country. It's got a lot of natural resources. So the people are... If you don't know a Filipino, once you've met a Filipino, they're very warm people, very welcoming, very engaging, always smiling, always laughing, because um, they're, they're, it's just their nature. Filipinos usually don't complain. They just surge through. They are very hardworking individuals. And even in the face of hardships, they just, they just uh, keep on keeping on. You know, uh, family life is central to a lot of Filipinos. You know, family is important. Um, it's not surprising to see Filipinos living with extended families. For example, our grandmother and grandfather will be living with us. Uh, usually, a lot of mostly Filipinos don't put their grandpas and grandmas in nursing homes. So. I think you've heard about this before. But that's just um, how it is with Filipinos. Uh, we don't do that. Um, it's a country, uh, country, a lot, uh, in the past, a lot of, um, there's a lot of pictures that people saw of the Philippines where it's only mountains and farms. So a lot of, um, people sometimes get the wrong impression that the country is very agricultural and there's no, there's no building, there's no modern structures or structures or modern infrastructures. Well, that is incorrect. Um, the major cities of the Philippines is very very modern. In fact, there's a lot more malls and buildings in Manila than in Cleveland. You know, it's a lot more high. That's a, there's a lot more high rise. Coming, if you're in a plane and you're landing at Manila International Airport, you will see a lot of sky rise, a lot, a lot, a lot of um, you know, uh, a lot of buildings as your plane is landing. When you look at the window, compared to when you're landing in Cleveland via Hopkins Airport, um, you see NASA. You see a lot of trees, a lot of greens from above. But in the Philippines, it's a combination of um, modern buildings and a combination of also um, slum areas. So, but yeah, it's it's a modern city. It's got a lot of modern amenities. It's it has a lot of um, restaurants that you find here. When I visit the last time I visited the Philippines in two thousand twelve, there was Outback. You know, there's McDonald's, there's KFC all over. Um, there's there are movie houses, and there are lots and lots of malls. Well, with this amenities, also there's a lot of people, really a lot of people. And then when I was um, visiting the malls, I always joked to myself, "How come there's so many people in these malls? I mean, don't." Don't people go to work or do the kids, don't the kids go to school? So it's just amazing. Sometimes it's funny. Like, you know, everything is crowded. But that also adds to the allure of uh, of the Philippines, of Manila. 
Now, moving outside Manila, there are a lot of beaches. So, in the north, we got... Um, uh, I, I don't know. I, I forgot. But there's a lot of beaches. Um, uh, among the popular one is Boracay Beach. And there's a lot of beaches in the island of Bohol. Um, so happens that I visited this island in 2012 and I spent three weeks in there. And it's really like a paradise. So there's like white sands, white beaches, and there's a lot of um, there's a lot of foreigners who live in uh, the Philippines also. And um, there's a lot of expats who live there too, riding their Harleys. So when I was there, I was... I rented a, a motorbike and I was just biking around the city of Bohol and it's a small island. It only has one McDonald's, believe it or not. And <laughs> I think if you have a bike, you can you can ride the whole island in in a matter of 24 hours. So, it's like a tiny paradise island. So, um I guess it goes on without saying that I am promoting the Philippines as a tourist attraction. So, do your research. We have Google and if you know, um, if you have Filipino friends, ask them about the Philippines. Ask them why they came over the United States. Ask them about their history. Because each person has different reasons for migrating to this uh, great country of ours. Some are economical. Some are because of family. Some are because of education. Some are because of professional commitments. But each story is unique. So each Filipino who migrated to the United States has a unique story that's uh, worth listening to. Anyway, um, before I started the program, I wanted to find out what's going on in the Philippines. So, what are the things that that are happening? You know, I can't, you know, I can't do the whole news, but here's like a few things that are happening in the country. So, um, right now, there uh, because of Typhoon Haiyan, construction of new houses are still ongoing in that island, and uh, the government is taking care of that, and uh, that's great. So <clears throat> that's going on, and uh, one of the news items is like U.S. soldiers in the Philippines are now in its twelfth year. Um, U.S. soldiers were stationed there twelve years ago. To help the local military fight terrorists. So, it's like an infrastructure support for the local military. Um, there's like... In terms of politics, there's a lot of uh, talk about pork barrel in the Philippines. Like, there are politicians who misallocate their funds that are given to them to improve their their districts. So... This has been a uh, a big issue in the Philippines over the past few months. So, um, the good thing about it is, in the past, people were quiet. You know, politicians did did their corruption, and no one said about it. But I've been noticing over the past years that people are more vocal about what the politicians are doing wrong. Um, believe me, uh, the political environment in the Philippines is not as mature as the United States. Uh, sometimes people die because of their political beliefs, because of their political affiliations, or even media. Some media people from the media sometimes get killed because of the way they report things, because of their expose. So a lot of a lot of us here in the United States are used to media exposing you know bad things that politicians do but in the philippines sometimes it's dangerous for their lives to do that but slowly but surely you know uh, oppressed people will slowly wake up and um, eventually they will um, voice out their opposition to things that are not right um, another news that caught my eye is um, Cebu Pacific Airlines is one of the local airlines in the Philippines. It says here that Cebu Pacific cancels 16 flights. So, um, at least 16 Cebu Pacific flights were canceled Saturday as the low-pressure area continued to bring rains to some Mindanao provinces, the airline said. So, um, a lot of people use this local airlines to hop from island to island and uh, it's it's quite important. So those are a few um, 
a few news, local news. Um, believe it or not, the news I, the, the news that we receive here in the United States also gets noticed in the Philippines because um, the Philippines, if if you didn't know, was a colony of the United States from 1901 to 1945, I think. So. Um, if you haven't been there, people of the Philippines speak English very well because of the American colonization for 45 years. Prior to that, the Philippines was under Spain for, guess, 300 years. Yes. So, um, during the uh, Spanish-American War, the Philippines was ceded to the United States or sold for $10 million. So, I hope my figures are correct. But, um, if I'm incorrect, please send a PM message to Asiatown Voice so I could correct it in my next broadcast. So, um, it's amazing that uh, Filipinos don't speak Spanish, and yet, and they are more familiar with English because um, when the United States states took over the Philippines, they made sure that uh, they educated the whole country with English and they installed a government that are, is similar to the united states we have a congress and we have a senate and we have a president and vice president and we have a judiciary form of go uh, we have a judiciary uh, branch of government the only difference in the um from the united states is the philippines does not have a two-party system or a three-party system here we have the Democrats and the Republicans. In the Philippines, there could be 10, 15 political parties. And the president and vice president is elected separately. In the United States, the, um, uh, the vice president is uh, on the same party with the president. So we only elect for the president here in the United States, while in the Philippines, it's uh, elect, uh, president and vice president are elected separately. Also, one major difference is the Philippines does not have an electoral college. Yeah, it's a direct vote by the people. So, um, so, uh, so it's really a, a count, you know, a direct count. And as far as the Senate, I'm not sure how many senators are needed or elected in the Philippine Senate but um, it's not state by state like here we have two senators from each state so in the Philippines it's really by by popular vote so if there's like 50 candidates for Senate the top 15 or the top 20 who gets the most votes are the senators and the senators don't represent any particular region or state because there's no state in states in the Philippines, but they represent the whole country. So our Congress is similar to the United States because each congressman has a congressional dis district. So that clearly mirrors what we have here in the United States. So though I hope you've learned a few a few of my Filipino tidbits. And uh, <laughs> so at this point we are approaching um the halfway point of our show and i like to pause and um, give you a song titled Isang Lahi by a singer named Regine Velasquez. Regine Velasquez is a very very popular singer in the Philippines so enjoy her song.
you enjoyed uh, that song Isang Lahi by Regine Velasquez Isang Lahi is loosely translated to Philippi- to English is um, One Race it's a song about encouraging uh, someone to help others to love one another it's a very uplifting song so um, I hope you, you'll be able to, to find a direct translation of that song because the song is kind of uh, written deeply so it's it's not it's not it's not <laughs> what they call this. It's not easy to translate in English. Anyway, um, before I continue, I'd like to mention that Asia Town Voice is an hour-long non-profit program on WJCU's 88.7 FM radio. We are on every Sunday from 7 p.m. to 8 p.m. This hour-long program provides an inside look at the Asian Pacific Americans community and their culture education, and their events going on in Northeast Ohio. Asiatown Voice is volunteer-based, and we hope that listeners will enjoy our program and give support to WJCU. This way, we can continue to provide many voices with many choices to you. So, um, before I, I go on, I'd like to remind everybody that on February um, 8 or 9, I think we will be doing a live broadcast of Asia Town Voice. So, we do a live broadcast uh, from the studios of WJCU once a year, I think. The programs that you listen to uh, every Sunday is usually usually recorded two weeks prior. So, so that we have time to edit it. I, I DJ Lexicon is the one who edits the show. So, so yes, it's pre-recorded, but on February 8th, it will be or nine. It will be live, 
and uh, of course if it's live you can have the opportunity to call in so um, so yes uh, I hope you guys call in and you, we will have more information in our Facebook um, site so um, moving on with our show for tonight is um, I like to uh, like to to give out a shout. I like to give a shout out to a few people. DJ Jando, DJ Jando organized a fundraiser last December six for the uh, victims of Typhoon Haiyan at a local bar slash club called Liquid. It was a successful event and generated a lot of money for the cause. And also, I'd like to um, do a shout out to the uh, Thomas family. Um, Fiona, uh, Lynn, Fiona's mother, and Loriano, Fiona's um, son. Loriano is a Scottish Filipino bagpiper, and this family organized a fundraiser out of the generosity of their hearts, also for the victims of Typhoon Haiyan. It was um, uh, it was last December twenty first at PJ McIntyre's uh, pub and bar. So all the proceeds, one hundred percent of the proceeds, were given to um, to Paso, to the victims of Typhoon Haiyan, and it was a very successful event. There were free food, there were drinks, and there were performances. And Loriano was really a um, a good good uh, bagpiper, so with Filipino roots. So we have him booked for I think March, mid March close to St. Patrick's Day. So don't miss that radio show because he said that he will be uh he will be performing the bagpipe live on the radio station. So that's something to look forward to. And I also like to um, do a shout out to my girlfriend Michelle. So I hope she's listening. And um of course um the show won't be complete if there we don't talk about food, right? If you guys or gals have noticed, every show, every show, we always have a um uh we always talk about food. So um tonight since I'm your only I'm your only host here, I'll I'll be talking about a few restaurants that I enjoy in the local area. And of course, you know, most of you prefer some different places to eat. But um, the following are my, you know, my go-to places that I enjoy eating at. First is Coco Bakery. Coco Bakery is one of our favorite uh, places. You've been hearing us promote this place because they give us food uh, so that we don't go hungry. But I think uh, several days ago, we heard rumors that it was under new management or ownership. So, again, I may be wrong, but um, stay tuned and see what happens. Another, I'm a big fan of Japanese food because I like sushi. I like sashimi. Um, The reason being is um, I was, you know, I was introduced to sushi and sashimi by my mother in the Philippines, in Manila. Because um, he he like she likes Japanese and uh, sometimes she'd go tell me oh let's go eat so and then we go to a Japanese restaurant and at first I really hated sashimi because I couldn't fathom or imagine eating raw fish you know could you because it's so stinky and um, but after that first you know first taste of sashimi I said hmm it's not so bad you know. Because there's only a few specific kinds of fish that you can really, really uh, eat as sashimi. So one of them is tuna. A few of them is tuna, salmon, um, white tuna. So it's good. So a few, a few um, Japanese restaurants that I could recommend where sashimi is good is um, wasabi restaurant. And um, Watami and Kumo Buffet. So, these three restaurants are ja- have Japanese um, sushi and sashimi. Um, Watami is in Parma. It's local. It's close to me. It's a smaller restaurant. It's got 
Japanese sushi buffet and Chinese buffet in one place, believe it or not. And um, the other one is Kumo, um, Kumo Buffet. They have, uh, it's a bigger place. They have a Japanese um, sushi buffet and they also have a huge Chinese buffet. And uh, sometimes they have uh, Mongolian Grill and it's really big. A lot of, um, I mean, I, I, I think I don't have to mention it, but a lot of Asians, a lot of Filipinos eat at this place all the time for different occasions. It's a very, very popular restaurant. So um, Kumo Restaurant is on, um, well, Kumo Restaurant, <laughs> I, I forgot the street. Um, I think it's it's close by State Road or Broadview. So close to Giant Eagle. So just check it out. It's a good place to eat. And um, another one is, uh, I think I mentioned it earlier, is Wasabi Restaurant. Uh, there's one in Beachwood and one in Independence. Um, Independence on Rockside Road. They have good sashimi. Now, I've never tried their other stuff. It's also a Ehibachi place. So I've only tried the sashimi and sushi, but it's it's pretty good. And uh, for Chinese, I, I, I find myself going back to Liwa all the time because they have they serve dim sum from Monday to Sunday. From Monday to Sunday, it's, um, I think, from 11 to 3 p.m. And on the weekends, it's longer. It's longer. So, um, and they also have other Chinese foods there. There's also a lot of other Chinese foods in downtown, but I've never um I've never been there a lot more times than Liwa. Um two other rest Chinese restaurants that I no, three other Chinese restaurants that I love going to is uh, Wonton Gourmet on Payne Avenue, uh and Bolung and Siam Cafe. Um these two restaurants have been in Cleveland for a very very long time even uh, during my college days so these four restaurants so that's Liwa Wonton Gourmet Bolung and Siam Cafe Siam Cafe is a little bit more Thai slash Chinese they have, they have good lunch they have good dinner Bolung is also a Chinese restaurant that uh, serves dim sum and uh, Chinese delicacies they used to have uh, karaoke on thursdays but i forgot if they still do that but it, it's it's um these four restaurants you have to check out so i recommend i highly recommend them so yeah so that's with the uh the food anyway um a few active oh um before i forget this month january on january 31st is the Chinese Lunar New Year or the Chinese New Year celebrations. And um, here in Cleveland, we celebrate them a lot. In fact, um, on January 31st, the Motivations for Cleveland organization is having a um, yearly, having its annual Lunar New Year dinner. And it's going to be on January 31st, 2014. That's Friday at Liwa. Cost is $30 per person. And motivations have six reserved tables for this event for a total of only 60 seats. So, um, and they require that you reserve your seats ahead of time. So, um, this is available. They, they, they have a website where you can um, pay via credit card or debit card. And we will post the link in our Facebook site. So, I hope you guys check it out. It's a fun evening. There will be lion dances by the Quan family. And I think we have a six or nine course dinner that time, you know, family style. So last year I was uh, I was there and we had fun, you know, lion dancing is always fun. And even if you're not Chinese, I encourage everybody to, to be there because the food is good. Friends are, you know, the people is are there. There's a lot of people. So on January 31st, 2014, consider joining Motivations for Cleveland in their annual Lunar New Year dinner. Um, Lunar New Year celebrations is huge in Cleveland, Ohio, because there's a lot of uh, we have a lot of Chinese population or Asian population in this area. So this is not the only 
um, event or activity going on. In fact, there are several going on towards the end of January and early February. So, and in our coming upcoming shows, we mentioned this a lot um, for for the next episode after this. I think we mentioned a lot of activities where you can join and uh, partake in the celebrations. So. Keep that in mind, Cleveland. So I hope I hope you guys um, join join this um, Lunar New Year celebrations. So um, for our next song, I decided to play this song because again, the um, the other co-host of uh, Asia Town Voice has been telling me, "Hey, Alex, why don't you play that song that you like so much?" Well, <laughs> okay, so for this show, I will be playing it. I told her that I don't want to play it, to play it because it's close to my heart. I don't want to share it with everybody, but I think I need to share it with you guys. So, this is called Moon River Spring. This is this song is a song that Yintang Dance Company uses in one of their Mongolian um, dances because um, the dance is about a group of girls getting drunk. So I always tease uh, Yin that oh, there's a lot of drunk dancers again. But this song is a very relaxing song. So um, it's called Moon River Spring. So I hope you enjoy it. Thank you. 
I am back. So what do you think of Moon River Spring? Isn't it relaxing? Because for me, I really, I really, really find it relaxing. So um, I don't know who, I don't know who plays the song, but um, but it's a nice song. So there you go. Anyway, we are approaching the top of our hour. So this is the end of uh, tonight's broadcast. And um, I should notice DJ Alexicon show comes in and out whenever there's a, a free uh, a free hour or there's an opportunity to broadcast. So if there's anything you'd like me to talk about or to play, please feel free to send a PM on our Facebook site. Look for us, Asia Town Voice, because um, um, in spite of uh, me wanting to talk about the Philippines all the time, I like to talk about other countries too. I like to, to, to talk about different topics that would be of interest to all our Asian communities in Cleveland and all our listeners all over the world. So if you don't live in Cleveland and you're listening to this radio show, please let us know how we are doing and we appreciate it so that we can improve our show via your input. So, um, with this, I am signing off, and I hope all of you have a good day, and uh, keep loving each other. Good night. <music>